Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Vit Friends Blog Talk Radio Show, Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from sunny Raleigh, North Carolina. Such a beautiful day today. I'm one of the leaders for the North Carolina Vitiligo Support Group. Vit Friends is a national organization of support community founded by Valerie Mullineau. For more information about Vitiligo, Vit Friends, and ways you can support our community, visit us at www.vitfriends.org. That is www.vitfriends.org. For questions or comments, email us at support at vitfriends.org. Living Life and Love is designed to provide our members with vitiligo, a platform to share their personal stories about living with vitiligo, and also share their experiences with dating, relationships with others, and or love. On today's show, I'll have Kwan Evans, the founder of the North Carolina Vitiligo Support Group. Welcome, Kwan. How are you? Hi. Great afternoon. Hi. So how's the weather there? The weather is good. It's um, sunny, um, but probably maybe about 85 degrees or so. I haven't been outside, but I see the sun coming through. Beautiful. Well, good, good. Well, before we get started with our actual interview and questions, since I have you on, go ahead and tell our listeners your name, uh, where you're located, and maybe what type of work you do, and then we'll go on with the interview. Well, my name's Kawan Evans, and I go by Kawan Lee on um, Facebook and social media. And um, I, w- I, have been bo- I was born and raised in North Carolina and been here all my life. And born, raised, lived in North Carolina. Um, okay. I've been in the healthcare field. Yeah. Uh, maybe one day I'll leave North Carolina and go somewhere else and live. And that's that's my vision to do that one day. Um, but I've been in the healthcare field now for over thirty something years. So um, my vitiligo actually started after medical technology school, and we'll talk about that, but my career has been right. in the healthcare industry for over 30 years. Okay, perfect. Well, that was a perfect lead-in because that is uh, my next question. Um, if you'll let our listeners know, uh, when did your vitiligo start and how did it change or mold or shape your life? So my vitiligo started in 1993. Um, after a really hectic medical technology year. Well, I was in med tech school, and it was a really stressful year, and I lost all of my color around um, my eyes, and, and that's when it started. So it was a lot of factors of what was going on in my life at the time, um, and, but I had been out of school for about, out of college, had graduated college about five years um, before I went to medical technology school. So I was a little rusty um, out of school, and I was one of 10 students in the class. 
And I was actually the second oldest person in the class. So everybody was fresh out of college except me and another person. And um, it was like learning a newspaper of information. So just foreign material. (laughs) Um, Right learning a lot of information and then having to test on it at the end of the week. But um, I was in medical technology school and we learned about a lot of different things, you know, diseases, how it's tested, how it looks in the lab. Um, We rotated in every laboratory of a very um, big hospital where I live and we had to be on the floor at 7 a.m. And we went for like, Three till three thirty in the afternoon, and it was a lot of material. And I think it could have easily been a two-year program, but it was a lot of information that was crammed into one year, and um, it was really stressful for me. And I thank God that I got through it, and I passed the test. <laughs> and became a certified medical technologist. And, of course, it's not called that anymore. Um, And I don't know because my path did not lead to working in a hospital, which was my reason for going to med tech school. Um, So I never even used the degree as it was intended because of some of the things that happened while I was in med tech school. So, yeah, just been in the um, healthcare industry for a long, long time. So you think that stress from being in um, taking the classes and how they crammed everything? You think that was the what pushed your vitiligo to the surface, or? Yeah, I always say that my vitiligo was stress induced because of that, um, because it was so different from what I was doing, and um, right. it was a lot of material, a lot, and I would say um, a lot of it was just that it was so much. Um, it was it was very it was a very rigorous curriculum, and the classes none of the classes had ever you know had anyone to not pass the the final exam, and so the the school that I was in it was a it was it was very um, you know they were they they were on it, and so we learned a lot of material and. Um, it was just different for me because I had been out of college, right. school for a long time, but I hadn't been. I wasn't in study mode, and um, right. So right. yeah, I believe that it was stress inducing. But then, after I graduated from med tech school, my color, which I lost about uh, circles around my eyes, only circles. Right. And the the color that I lost after med tech school actually returned. And I didn't, okay. it, it did not progress at all at that time. When did it start progressing? Because, I, I, you know, I know you and um, a lot of people in our community know you, but for our listeners, we may have a few people that don't know. Um, can you talk a little bit about your complexion before and after the sec? I guess the second time it came back? How did it change? Okay, so as far as skin changes, um, my vitiligo was very, it was slow, like most people's um, vitiligo, it progressed progressed slowly, but it came back after another stressful time in my life, 
And um, I was a new mom. I had three babies. One was five, one was three, and one was um, a newborn. So I had three small children, and um, I was a supervisor on first, and I switched my job to a third shift job. (laughs) And so I was getting, I was working all night long, and then I got off and I took care of babies in the morning, got them off to school, and um, then I was getting probably about four to six hours of broken sleep. And um, it was just, yes, working third shift is really a difficult thing because your body is not made to stay up all night long. And so um, that's when my vitiligo actually started again, and it progressed from 2000 and around 2001 to about uh, 2012 or so, something like that. So it was very progressive. So once it started that right. time, it just I lost all, all of my color. Right. Um, so, yeah, then that was the skin changes. And then I started, I, I noticed, you know, all the changes and was like, what is going on here? <laughs> so right. I started um, advocating for myself and, researching and trying to figure out what it was, you know, um, you know, where did it come from? You know, what could I do to change anything about it? And, you know, vitiligo, as you know, is um, a a condition or whatever we call it. um, It's something that's not, it cannot be healed and cured. But at the same time, you know, I, I knew I needed to make some changes because of, the fact that it is autoimmune, and that meaning that it's something that's going on internally. And the fact that it's something that's going on internally, you have to look within to see if there's anything that you can do to turn around um, the progression um, and to try to heal whatever it is that is making the vitiligo happen. And so I set out to do just that, you know, just researching what it was about. Um, I started um, working out. So that's when my wellness journey started. And I started, you know, looking at how to change, you know, my diet, um, getting more exercise, and all the that came along with getting, you know, getting better, I did it. And, um I'm, I'm going to ask you another question. All right, so <clears throat> you're a member of um, Delta Sigma Theta, correct? Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure I had it right. I didn't want to say the wrong one because we know how we feel about our organization. So, um, we love the divine nine. Knowing, uh, every- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so having your sorrows, uh, what kind of support did you get from them? Because, you know, a lot of, them probably knew you, you know, way back in the days in college and seeing you in adulthood and starting to see you change. What kind of support were you given um, from the organization or from your line sisters or people that knew you uh, the best, so to speak? Well, you know, um, it really, um, with everyone that knew me, it was just something different to see. Um, right. Just like myself, we all had to process 
you know, what was happening with the skin. And um, it was difficult for some to see what I was going through because I was actually struggling with it, with the change, you know, people that were closest to me. Um, But, you know, everyone supported me, you know, in a way um, that I felt supported. Like I've always felt nothing but love from people, my family and everybody. So, but I will tell you a story about someone that's really dear to me and how it affected her. Um, she had, my godmother, she had known me for all of my life. And I was, since I was probably about five years old, but, um, and, and she, when she saw the changes, it was hard for her. And I actually had to comfort her. Um, And so people processed it differently, you know, the people that were around me, you know, and I think it was based on how I presented it to them. Like, you know, another friend that was really helpful to me was, you know, she saw the struggle, you know, of the change for me and um, where I was trying to get long sleeves shirts made and, you know, just going through not um, caring for the vitiligo. So I always say that there are um, three types of people with vitiligo. There are people with vitiligo that struggle a lot with it, and they don't come out the house unless it's for work or to shop or they live, they have minimal com. Um, contact with others, and they don't like the vitiligo at all, and they cover it with makeup, and they struggle with having having it. And then there are people who just walk out the house every day, and they don't have a care in the world. They walk out proud. They show their colors <laughs> without any right. you know issues at all. And these are people that are comfortable with their vitiligo. And there are people that are very comfortable with their vitiligo. And then there are people that are in between. So some days they struggle with it, and some days they don't. And for me, I've gone through all of the stages where I I hated it. I, I tried to cover it. <laughs> You know, I, I do right. everything. Yes, I think we all go through these three stages and end up in uh, a different level of acceptance in one of them, or we right. never accept it. Um, but for me, I've gone. I went through all the stages where I was. I struggled with it, and then I um, slowly got okay with it. You know, I one summer I right. I decided that I was going to go shopping for clothes that did not cover my skin. Um, And I went to the store and I I even bought a bathing suit because I, you know, that was just something that I was not going to ever put on again ever in my life. Right. And I said, I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy summer clothes. I'm going to buy three quarter length shirts. And that's what I did. That's how it, how I slowly started accepting, you know, the vitiligo. Um, I right. didn't change. Right. I didn't move from the long sleeve shirts immediately. I I went slowly to three quarter length shirts, and then I went um, right. to short sleeves. So, yeah, I mean, it's just that's how it, that's how it's affected me. I've you know I've gone through 
right. um, different levels of acceptance. Right. Now, when we met last summer, um, when I first came to the group, I had just accepted my vitiligo. Like, that was the beginning. Like, when I went to, we had the um, event at Southeast Raleigh, and I saw all the other people with vitiligo. I'm like, oh, I'm good. You know, like, this is my family. You know, we, we are good. And um, it was so refreshing to meet other people who understood my challenges and, and what I was going through and then we went to Terrell's, um, I think it was his birthday celebration, and just, yeah. you know, yeah. Katrina and, and, you know, I already knew Terrell, but just feeling feeling good, feeling like I'm able to go out and just be myself. And, and you know, and we wish more people would get there, but you have to do it in your own time. Now, I'm going to push forward because before you know it, we're going to run out of time. I have two personal okay. messages for you from Valerie. First of all, Valerie wanted to say um, thank you, thank you, thank you to your daughter for doing our first design. Uh, I think she said it was back in 2016. Um, I guess it was the rally logo, that the, the uh, Vitiligo rally logo. And also thank you for emceeing the 2012 Boston Conference. You know, she put in big caps, thank you, thank you, thank you. So I wanted to mention those things. So we're on this topic now of vitiligo and advocacy, and can you tell us how you came up with or what motivated you to find or create the North Carolina Vitiligo Support Group, and what are some of the other things you have done within the community and throughout the nation? Um, say that last part again. What are some of the last things? Uh, what are some of your what accomplishments or the things that you have done within the North Carolina Vitiligo Support Group um, and founding it and also within the nation itself um, with the different conferences? Okay. So, yes, of course. Um, thank you. I, I I should have said it at the very beginning. Thank you. Thank you so much um, for, oh, no Mark, problem. for this invitation. Um, and it's definitely um, – so my advocacy started around 2009, um, and I have to tell you, Vit Friends was a, a pivotal, a pivotal um, important group, very important group to my transition to confidence. Um, so I just was, whenever I would meet someone in the in my city, and I would. Um, See them. I wanted to support them, and what you talked said before you asked me this question about how you felt when you found um, us as a group. That's what we always we set out to do to help others. You know, I was in my process in my journey. I was running up, you know, meeting people that were not comfortable with their vitiligo, and so that's when I said we have to help them. And we have to help ourselves. And so um, I set out to find the groups, vitiligo support groups in my area, and there were none. There were no meetups. Um, and so what I started doing was started collecting information. Whenever I would meet someone with vitiligo, I would stop them and introduce myself, and um, eventually I got business cards with my number, um, but I started taking numbers from people, and then, you know, I wanted to I wanted to be that um, support that people needed with vitiligo, right. and vitiligo is such a um, 
it gives you such um it's a very hurtful hurtful thing. And so I wanted to help people that were struggling with vitiligo. And so um that's when I that's how our group started. Um I just started um meeting whenever I would see someone, I would, you know, say, Hey, I have vitiligo too. I see you have vitiligo. And it was always about um you know, being able to approach people. Everybody wasn't ready to hear, you know, or receive help right. or ask for help. And so you have to be really careful when you meet people with vitiligo because, you know, you never know how they feel about it, and some people don't like it right. at all. And so you have to be careful. So I would meet people, and that's when I met um, Lawrence. Was I had already met Lawrence online and knew he was near me, and so right. I started meeting okay. people like Gilda. And when I, I ran into Gilda in Walmart, and I was like, "Hey!" And that's how we started talking. And um, um, another one of my you, you asked about my sorority sisters. Everyone right. around me basically has. Um, supported me and offered nothing but words of encouragement. Um, but I have to say that I have one sorrow that really made a big difference in my acceptance of my vitiligo. Um, she um, has vitiligo, Anita, and she's my sorority sister. And when I met her, she was covering. She was not covering her vitiligo. Her arms were out. She didn't have on any makeup and she was confident and very and very beautiful and right. beautiful to this day. And I was I was just sitting at, sitting in awe of this because I never thought that I would be able to accept my vitiligo. I, at that point, I was right. not accepting right. them. Um, so different people come into your life and make you know impact you in different ways with your vitiligo. Um, but so I wanted Absolutely. to find a, a group. I wanted to create something for people that needed help with their vitiligo. And that's how the North Carolina Vitiligo Support Group was formed. And so I actually found a group online, vitiligofriends.org. That was the first online group that I um, was associated with. And I started, this is a, a group that um, people from all over the world um, come to. And that's where I met Valerie. Right. And that's when I met um, Pat, excuse me, and Honey, and um, right. a few other people. So I started meeting people online, and then with that, it was like, okay, I have to meet them in person. And Vit Friends started having conferences, and so I was there. I was there at the first conference, right. and I've been encouraged. From, from, I think I've been to about five or five conferences total, and they oh, were wow. all okay, just cool. wonderful experiences. Yes, uh, 2012 uh, in Boston was my first conference. That's where I met all my friends um, that I know to today, VIT Friends and the VIT Friends Board and the VIT Friends Organization. Our first conference was in Boston, and it was amazing, um, the area and the things that they did. and the, um, It was just a great experience, and, and that right. experience um Valerie and the team, they asked me to come back the next day, to next next year, um, to tell my story, and I did. I was uh, one of the speakers at the next conference. I think that was 2013. And then after okay. 2013, after I gave, um, spoke along with Alex and um, Two-Tone, Viddy, 
um, where a couple of the speakers that time and Todd Meadows. Um, we had a great. That was one of the. That was one of the best ones. And then the following year, I think I missed the next year, 2014. But in 2015, um, I was asked to come and be the uh, mistress of ceremony for the event, and that was great. Um, and then went to D.C. And then the last one that I went to was in Detroit. So. Um, have been involved with a lot of the conferences, and I highly encourage um, anyone that um, that has vitiligo to attend one of the events. And hopefully, I will see my friends again. Uh, right. I was looking forward to 2020. Me too. <laughs> um, yes, in uh, Minnesota, yeah. you know, I went. See that I wanted to go visit the Prince home, and uh, exactly, I had I was, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so very disappointed that that didn't happen. And um, I tell you, 2020 changed course for uh, for everyone. Yeah, and so um, but but, that, but you the know, conferences it has. Been, was, it, I'm, I'm sorry, it has changed course for us, but it hasn't stopped us. That's the good thing. Um, and I guess we we have the technology now where we can still meet. Unfortunately, we can't meet in person, but let's pray that 2021 will allow us to actually meet in person because, you know, I want to be able to meet Valerie and some of the other people I've, I've talked to and interviewed besides the people here, you know. Um, and I feel like for myself, it was a good experience to go to a conference. Yes, and everyone, let me just say, everyone experiences um, the conferences differently. Um, I personally look forward to going back um, because you meet new people and you you um, connect with people that have been there before. And it's kind of like if you want to um, compare it to, to something, it would be like going to a homecoming, you know, um, okay. where, you know, it's every year somebody different would be there and so it's just good right. to be back in that you know atmosphere of a, um to be So to are be you around. trying to say we should and get a bit of like a step team? Be that close. Uh, I mean we we can do it. <laughs> you know and you know you know who should lead is Danielle cuz Danielle she's like I'm not coordinated. I didn't step. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I could do my own thing, but I think that would be a great idea. Um, It'll be something. I'm fun. A yeah, it would be. It would. It definitely. It would definitely be fun. So, I mean, we have we have actually 2020 off. I knew in advance of 2020 before even everything that was going down that 2020 was going to have to be a year that I needed to step back um, with the organization. Right. So, um, we actually have done very well with the North Carolina Vitiligo Support Group. So right. we were primarily in one city, and as of probably about two years ago, um, we had the opportunity to just really start going around into different cities in North Carolina because, you know, I wanted to personally meet people where they were with their vitiligo, and right. so we had so many people in the group from different cities, and everyone was traveling anyway, traveling to a location to meet. 
Um, right. We started meeting in different locations, but the team consisted um, at that point when um, Katrina came on, Katrina Christian, and then Terrell, right. of course, and is just taking off, and you now joining the team um, as a, a right. bit friends advocate with North Carolina support group. So we've done we've done well with North Carolina, but like I said, I personally took the year off because my right. one of my daughters graduated high school, and a lot has been going on. So. Um, I'm, always I'm sorry. I'm going to have to stop you. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm going to have to stop if you here because our time is going to run short. Uh, I have an announcement to make real quick. Um, we do have an upcoming Zoom meeting. Uh, it's about vitiligo, nutrition, and you. That is Saturday, September 12th at 4 o'clock, and it's hosted by our Minnesota Vit Friends family. But before they cut us off, Kawan, we, we may have to do a part two, but – I greatly appreciate you coming on to do the interview. Um, there's a whole lot more that we could talk about. And as we go forward with our um, podcast, we're looking at hour-long shows, um, possibly starting in October, so then people can call in and we'll have more time to talk. But I greatly appreciate you. you coming on, and thank you for all your insight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Valerie. You're welcome. The you take care. Group and the North Carolina Support Group. Yes. I'm live in the North Carolina Support Group right now. So take care. Love you guys. Peace and love. Talk to you later. All right. Everybody have a great, great Bye. Sunday. Love everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.